Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. And Simon Tov Kuf Yudalad, we are up to Sif Gimel, the last word on page two hundred and sixty-four. The Mechaber says, Mechaber says, Ner Shel Shava Sherotzed Ladliko Biyom Tov. You have a wax candle that you want to light on Yantif. V'chos alav shelo yisarev kulo, but you don't want to use the whole candle. So if you light it, you're afraid the whole candle is going to burn. Yocha litein sevivo kodem sheyadlikenu, you're able to put around it before you light it. Davar hamonea milisarev, something that will hold it back from burning. Be'inyan sheyichbek esheagiyasham. In such a way, you surround the candle. Let's say we'll see the example of sand. You put sand around the candle, and when the candle gets down to the sand, it will stop, it will stop burning. The Ramah writes, There are those who are matir to cut a wax candle with fire. That means to say they light it also from the bottom in order to shorten it, that it will be lit for shorter. And that is the minog. But to cut a wax candle with a knife is forbidden. And the Ramah finishes off on the top of 266 and he writes, You are allowed to place a candle in a place where the wind will go in order that it should be extinguished. <coughs> but you can't put it there if the wind is already blowing. In a place where the wind can potentially come, you can place it, but not if the wind is already there. So let's begin the Mishaburah on the top of page Kufla Medgimel. We begin with Sivkatan Yutes. The first point of the Mechaber again was, if you have a wax candle that you want to light on Yantif, but you don't want to burn the whole candle, so you can put something around that will prevent the burning when it reaches that spot. Says the Mishabura de Lachatcho Besakin Osir, because to cut the candle with a knife is forbidden. The Masha Chotcho Lishtayim Vaosa Lakal Achas Nerbifne Atzmo, who Bechlal Tikon Mona. By cutting a wax candle in two, you're in essence making a new candle. Now instead of one candle, you have two candles. So you're doing Tikon Mona, that's Osir. And to cut it using the fire, which is mutter according to everyone, like we'll see later in Sifches, you could burn it in the middle. You don't want to do that. Your whole intention over here is you want to have some candle left over so you can burn it another time later. If you're going to burn it in the middle, then you're going to have two candles, which is mutter to do, but both candles are going to be on fire, they're both going to be lit, and therefore you're not going to be left with anything. Your whole intention over here is to save some of the candles so you have another candle for later. So cutting with a knife is an isra of tikkun Cutting it with fire is a problem that both sides get lit. It doesn't accomplish what you want to accomplish with it. Sivkatan Chav Kodem Shiadikenu, the Mechaber said very clearly that you can place something around it before you light it. Something that will prevent the burning of the candle. Says the Mishabura, the Afagav, the Kaimulon, the Simen Shin Lamedalud, Sivchav Beis, the Gram Kibui Shari. Even though we passed earlier in Hilchel Shabbos that Gram kibui, causing kibui to happen, that's mutter. 
Hainu Shom Sheinu Nogea Bedavar Hadolik. That's in the case over there where you're not actually touching the thing that is lit. Ayn Shom. Avalkan Nogea Beshava. But over here you are touching the wax candle. Shemuchenes Kula Lahadlaka. Which is all destined and prepared and ready for burning. Therefore, whether you're going to be cutting it and making it shorter, whether you place something around it, that the wick will be extinguished and it reaches that place, it's going to be usr. That is the sheet of the Mechaber. But many Achronim argue with the Mechaber and they hold that even after the candle is already burning, if you're allowed to put down around it something that will prevent the burning, since you're not actually doing any kind of maise with the thing that's burning, it's true, you're, you're touching it, it's going around it, but you're not doing anything uh, active to the actual candle that's burning, you're just doing things around it. Therefore, they argue with the Machab and they say, even if the candle is burning, you still would be, put, be allowed to place sand or anything else around it. If we said you could place something that will prevent the burning around it, for example, you're placing around the lit candle or the unlit candle as of yet, according to the Mechaber, you're putting sand or something similar. It's also the case that you'd be allowed to stick the candle into the sand that's loose. As long as it's loose enough that it doesn't create a hole when you stick it in, meaning that theoretically when you would take it out, so the sand would collapse, it wouldn't really create a hole, then it would be mutter. And the purpose of putting the candle in the sand would be so that when the flame reaches down to the sand, it will get extinguished. And according to what we explained, according to some Achronim, like we just saw in the last Meshavura, that according to some Achronim, they argue with the Mechaber, they say you're allowed to place the item there even after the candle is lit. You would be allowed to place the candle into the sand even after the candle is burning. Savingil, but you should not place the candle in tongues. Achar hadlaka after it is lit. Ola had bekaner bakosel, or to stick the candle against the wall. Beinyan sheyich bekeshagil hashem, in such a fashion that the candle will get extinguished when the flame goes down to where the tongues are holding the candle, or somehow whatever the mitzias is when it would reach the wall. That would be a problem. The havikilu chotech menaner. That would be like you're cutting off a piece of the candle. According to the Mechaber, that would be Asr Lafi everyone. Because then you're doing an action in the item that is lit. So that you will quicken the extinguishing and therefore have a Mechaber. That would be included in the Isra Mechaber. The Ramah then told us that there are those who are matir to cut a candle of wax with fire, meaning that they light the candle on the other side in order to shorten it, and that is the Minug. Says the Mishaburah, This means even after the candle is lit on top, 
The time of the reason is the Adkan lo asru mishum mechabe. Until now, we didn't ask her because of mechabe. Elo be mistapik min Hashem and Shabaner. It's only asr if you're taking out some of the oil in the candle while it is lit already. That's because when you take some oil out of the candle while it's lit, you are a little bit dulling the light. Which is not the case when you have a wax candle. Which if you're cutting a wax candle on the bottom, however you're doing it, we're talking over here where you're lighting it on the bottom as well, it doesn't affect at all the fire on top. It's just that you're accomplishing that it's going to go out faster. This is only included in the um, category of gram kibui, which is permitted. Says the Mishaburu, some achronim write that it's appropriate to be machmir, like the first opinion that they asser, and that is uh, what we referenced yesterday in the Biralacha, that when you're doing the Maisa and your kavana is for the kibbutz, that it's a problem, like we discussed yesterday in the Biralacha, adding the wicks inside, where the Ramah said you could do it if you're having in mind that it should go out faster, that it wasn't so pashit. That's good. Again, we saw Tolu in this Machlokas, and we said one's ideally best to be machmir, like the Mishaburu says over here in Sifkadnach of Yimel, that there are Various achronim that write that it's appropriate to be machmir, like the first opinion that Aser lighting the bottom part of the candle when your whole kavana is just to make the candle burn out faster. So that's similar to the discussion that we had yesterday. The Ramah ended off at least page Kuflam at Gimel and told us that cutting the candle with a knife is not allowed. It says the Mishaburah Sefkanoch of Dalai, they sakin is Aser. Shaydechi tucho osa od psila lahoir. Through cutting the candle, you're basically making another wick to light. That is like a tikkun mana that's making a kli. Even though that's not your kavana, you really just want the candle not to burn the whole way. But lemaisa, you are being misaki in the mana to have another candle that's ready. Continues the Mishaburah Sefkat on page 266 on the very last thing in the Ramah. The Ramah told us that you can put a candle in a place where the wind will blow as long as it is not presently blowing there. Says the Mishaburah Rotsalomer, it means to say, Sheyocho Lishlo Kishayovel. The wind can rule over the fire when it does come. Vitama Heter, the reason for this Heter is, Mishum De'enu Elo Gram Kibui Ba'alma, this is simply Gram Kibui and it's Mutter. There are those achronim that, that argue and say that you cannot put a candle in a place where the wind can eventually come. Because at all times the wind is blowing. For this reason, on a normal Moses Shabbos, they would take the candles that are from the shul that are lit and they would bring them home. However, when Moses Shabbos is Yantif, they would not allow them to carry the candles home. Rather, they would place them in sand, the cannabis of like we learned earlier, and eventually when the wick reaches down with the fire to the sand, it will get extinguished, but you can't carry it home, again, because even if it's not windy at that point, but it's in a place where the wind can blow, and these postkims say that one has to be machri, one cannot do that. But the Ramah said that one can do that as long as the wind is not already blowing. As long as the wind is not blowing, even if it's only a regular regular wind, it's a problem. Even if there's a regular wind that will put out the candle, so you can 
you cannot carry the candle there because that would be mechabe mamish because it's a wind that could already knock out the candle. I'd like to see now a bir halacha. Back to page kuf lamid gimel. We'll see one bir halacha and then we'll see at least one, no, possibly two. We're going to look at the one right in the middle of the page on kuf lamid kuf lamid gimel de ramaskel dover hamonea milisarif. We said in the mechaber that when you have a candle and you don't want it to burn the whole way down, you can put something around it. The example we gave was sand. You could put sand around it so that when the wick that's on fire goes down to the sand, the wick will be extinguished. That is mutter. And it's the point over there is, we'll emphasize the Lush and the Mechaber, you could place something that's monea milisarif, that it prevents the burning. Notice the Lush, it doesn't say it will get extinguished, it will prevent further burning. Says the Biralocha, I am the Mishabura Shekasavnu Kigona Idechovakadoma. Look at the Mishabura like we did before. For example, sand or something similar. What about placing the candle into water? So that when it goes down, it will be extinguished by the water. So Das Hataz, the Bimikom Tsarech Tsas, Yeshlakalataz says if there's a little bit of a need, you can be lenient. However, Ve'ayim b'chemen Moshe shecholik al-v'chemen Moshe argues, and he says, De'b'mayim e'no nichnas b'chlal monea milisarif. Water does not fit into the category of preventing further burning of the candle. Elo b'chlal nekarif kibuyo. That's rather called bringing the extinguishing closer. Because water, as we know, will fully extinguish fire. Sand is not going to extinguish the fire, it just makes the fire have nowhere else to go, so it prevents further burning. And therefore, uh, the Chemed Moshe argues and says, even though you can place the candle that's in sand, but you cannot place the candle in water. Tachai Odom is also machmir unless you have some other need, and it's second the yont of Ayn Sham. Vechena graz besimen reisa mechei bekunches achron, mastik sham leisser, mishum, didvarav heim neged kama poskim. The words of the Taz, that you could place it in water for a small need, that's against many poskim. Ayn Sham. Virakimu letzorech godol matir sham. He says, only if it's a great need, then you can be lenient. Ayn Sham tamo. The Afudas Ayesh Matirim Yesh Lahachmir, even according to the Yesh Matirim that we're being over here in the Ramah, that you can light the candle on the other side to help it burn out earlier, you still should be Machmir when it comes to water. So water is more Chamer. So we're going to glance now at note number 23, an interesting Shaila. So you have a gas stove that's on. Anyantif, and you don't want it on. So you want to put a pot of water and overflow the pot of water so the water overflows and will extinguish the fire. So is that allowed? So Hanechshav but this is clearly only considered a Gurama. So the Minchas Yitzhak writes, She'ein Lasos Kain, one should not do this. Kevan Shu Gorim Kibli Bekavana. Again, that is causing a Kibli Bekavana, like we saw that many hold, that even a, a Gurama of Kibli Bekavana should not be done. Me'idach, on the other hand, the Ur Litzion writes <coughs> that it's mutter. Mipnei, interesting story, he says, The poskim were not strict when it comes to gram kibui, causing a kibui, unless there's a real fire, 
where there's a fire that extinguishing it would be an Isidaraisa. Achlo be'eish hagaz, but not by a gas flame, shekibuya eino osapecham. As we discussed many times, the gas burner, even if you extinguish it, it doesn't make a coal, and therefore it wouldn't be an isidaraisa, the eino oser elamidurabonam. Therefore, there's grounds to be lenient when it comes to gram kibui, when the kibui would only potentially be the rabbanon. For Hosef, and he adds on, Shemikomakov, totally himonon, mihetazel chadchila, it is best to avoid the satir lechadchila. Vidas Agon Ravosner, Shein Lasos Kane Imamatora Hirakede Lachsoch Bagaz. So Ravosner says that you should not do this if your whole intention is only to, you're concerned to save gas. But if you're just hot in the house, there's too many fires on, you want to extinguish the fire because of the heat, then he says it's mutter. He says it's mutter to extinguish the fire this way. But only once in a while. You forgot to turn off the gas stove before Yontav, so, so it's once in a while kind of thing. There's a hefzed nikr. That way you shouldn't do it. Since the whole letter of Groma was never set up in a kviyastic way. Specifically the fact that it's born in Magen Avram. He says you should only do it in a place where there will be a hefzid. The kibui she'enu nasa ba'ofan akroi. And a kibui, an extinguishing that's not done in a once in a while way. For example, you lit it, having in mind that you're going to extinguish it on Yontif. So that's time an interesting discussion about whether one can uh, have a pot overflowing with water. We see there are certain heterim, but in general, many poskim are not excited about that heter. Let's go to note number 19, which is really connects back to the Berlocha that we started last night. Just an interesting halacha l'maysa that Rabbi Levivik pointed out to us uh, last night after the shir. So look at note 19, it's very nogeya to Inyane uh, Vioma. We know we just had Rosh Hashanah, we have coming up the first days, the second days of Sukkot, are all Shabbos Sunday. So we have Yak Nahaz, we have the second night of Yontif, where we have to make Havdalah during the Kiddush. So what is the halacha about putting the two candles together? Because we know Havdalah candle ideally should have two, two wicks. So Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky and Hashem Ozam and Arbach write, so say that one should hold the candles not together. He should not join the flames together. Because they say they put them together, it's very likely that you're going to stumble over the Isra of Kibui, because when two flames get close together, they each cause the wax on the other candle to start dripping faster. So those three poskims say that one should not put the wigs together. Meidach on the other hand, Rav Moshe Feinstein writes, Shemutr lekarvam, you can put the candles together. Afal pishegorim lehitoch, even though you're going to cause melting of the wax, it's still mutter, says Rav Moshe. Mipnei shu psikreisha delonichalei, this is a psikreisha, you know it's for sure going to happen, and you don't really 
care that it happens. The ain That's not the normal way of w- w- melting wax, and therefore you don't have to worry about it. The af ain koto elas You also have no gain for any of the wax that's uh, melting off of the candle. The odem furthermore shekevan sheosa kein kidei lahayir. Since your purpose in putting the candles together is to make a bigger flame, a bigger fire. And through that, you're getting Hanoah from the flame. That's considered And when you're involved in an ASEC that's really for or a benefit, so then we don't worry and we're not concerned about the fact that you're going another Malacha, which over here might be extinguishing. That you should put the wicks together. The ain chash There's no chash. That's what Yosha says. The stipler, Ramosha finds, and they all say it's 100% fine. Kavan she'ena dover psikresha shenei tafte. They say it's not even a psikresha that it will in fact drip. gram When it comes to the iser of gram kibu and yontav, you can be lenient. Kevan shakibui ain't no usher el medirabonan since the whole kibui will only be medirabonan. Sherehu malacha sheina tzrichalagufa. This would be considered a malacha sheina tzrichalagufa. You're not really interested in the melting wax. You're just interested in having the flame together. So we have all these sudden that one in fact can be lenient and can put the two candles together for the nair by havdolah. Now, what about the chash of Shema Hafrodas and Neros Lachar Avdol and Nelshevas Kibui? What about the fact that when you then separate them, maybe that's considered Kibui? So, for that, we're going to look on page Kuf Tazayin. If you look back to page Kuf Tazayin, uh, there's a note there on the very bottom, note number 14, which continues in the back of the Sefer on page 59. So, we will read uh, some of this note. Okay, so you were knowing like those who are lenient, like Rav Moshe, like the Stipe, like Rav Yashiv, and you put the candles together to make your bracha on the Nair, on Motzei Shabbos, which is Yontif. That you should do this. Because we know the Iker Halacha by Abdullah is that you should make a bracha on a torch, which is two weeks together. Uba la freedom. I'm now on page 59 in the back in the middle, and you're coming to separate them. La achar havdala after havdala. So Rabbi Yosef writes she'ein bazemi shum iser kibui. Putting them together is not a problem of kibui. Says Rabbi Yosef, and putting them separate is also not iser kibui. The einzek kotsas eats mi medura shemavur kan sheish ba mishum kibui eish. This is not like taking a piece of wood out of a bonfire, which is a problem of extinguishing. This is not the same thing. The point of putting these uh, candles together is not that they should join together. You weren't trying to make a big bonfire. Rather, you wanted the two flames to join together. Should be considered a torch. It's not like taking a piece of wood out of a madura. This is not a madura. You just wanted to have the flames together. So it's an avuka. You never intended for it to be a madura that we should ask her for taking out one of the candles like you're taking out a piece of wood from a madura. 
says Rav Yoshev Shetzarech Lekarev Es Halohavos Shoshnei Anei Rozul We saw you should put the flames together. V'chein Kasev Rav Moshe Shemutu Lekarevim Yachal Like we saw. V'hosev Rav Yoshev Shavshelech Alchilo Yesh Lahakbid B'Shas Negias Halohavos Shelohigu Gam Apsilo Zuvazu Mikomokomim Nogu Mutala Freedom. Says Rav Yoshev Avad It's better to have the wicks not touch and have only the flames touch. But if the wicks touch it's also okay you could still separate it. Meidach, on the other hand, the Orla Tzion writes, Sheyesh Shash Isser Kibwe Be'afrathas HaLohavos He says, even separating the flames is a Shash of Kibwe Ve'lochein Ein L'Karvam Zulazu That's uh, his shita that therefore you shouldn't put them together. But the bottom line is, Rav Yoshev, Rav Moshe Feinstein say that you can't put uh, two candles together. Rav Yoshev seems to say, avoid putting the wicks together if possible, let the flames just touch, make the bracha, and then there is no problem with separating them and putting them in the appropriate place, and obviously not doing kibui afterwards. But that is, um, that's that important note. Thank you to uh, Rabbi Lebovich for pointing that out to us, and we'll stop here and continue weiter in Mirza Hashem tomorrow. You have been listening to a shir from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including myrmakaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.